I'm Ramel London and welcome to the Mainstream Podcast. I'm so excited to be sitting down with an actress that is paving the way for the next generation of black British actors. She set pace in the cinematic world since her days as a track star in Fast Girls, flew onto our screens and the Marvel Universe in Captain Marvel, made history as the first female 007 in James Bond's No Time to Die, showed us that girls really do run the world in Woman King, is also my niece and nephew's favourite teacher after transforming into Miss Honey in Matilda the Musical and now takes on one of her most anticipated roles, honouring the legendary Rita Marley in Bob Marley's new biopic, One Love. Please welcome Lashana Lynch. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for that intro. Gosh, that was, I was like, wow, that's okay. Okay. You okay. did that, girl. Yeah, that happened, sure. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you did you. that. Thank you. And Lashana, welcome to the mainstream. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Now, I'm so excited. First of all, huge congratulations. The film is beautiful. Mm. You shone so incredibly as expected. Um, mm. But we've got to talk a little bit about the journey to getting to this role this time, 2024. And I want to go a bit deeper with your career. So let's talk a little bit about you being destined to be a star because you attended Sylvia Young Theatre School from a very young age. Yeah. But what I thought was really interesting is that your passion actually started off with singing. So the fact that we're starting to hear you sing a lot more in musicals and, and shows and everything that you're doing, mm. what do you think young Lashana would say and think about your acting career right now? Mm, that was very unexpected because okay. I was definitely going to be Beyonce when I was younger. Like That was just... That was it. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really anticipate the acting coming through until I was at Sylvia Young and my singing teacher, Ray, um, I guess kind of taught us what it means to connect acting and singing and in that you can't sing and without acting and you can't act without singing. I love that. I know, and that's always stayed with me. And I guess that meant for me that you can't sing without emoting in a way that is going to touch people and you can't act without um, approaching text in a, I guess, a poetic way. Yeah. Which was really speaking to me at the time because I loved poetry and anything creative, anything artistic, I wanted to kind of like put it in a melting pot of things that make sense to me. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would just, I would laugh. <laughs> That's cute. Realistically, I would laugh at her <laughs> because it, it just, it was so unexpected for me. I didn't even want to go to drama school or anything like that. I just wanted to make my EP in peace. No way. Yeah, I wanted to maybe do a couple of like, like I did the bill when I was younger and I was like, I'll do a couple of shows like that and maybe do a play. And then I took a gap year and then went to drama school for three years and it kicked off. Wow. So it definitely took a turn for, you know, as we know, to be this career that I've been able to muster. That's incredible. I love that. And it's so funny that we have teachers that encourage us to look a bit wider and mm. like, you know, tap into other skills, which is amazing. And mm. you've definitely played some incredible women in your career over the years. So what actually attracts you to the specific roles that you've been taking? Um, not having the opportunity when I was younger. Okay. Not getting paid. A lot of no's, a lot of missing out on opportunities, a lot of you're not experienced enough. Hmm. The usual stuff that we're used to going into the creative arts or media, whereby you know what you have 
and you know you just need the environment to harness it. Yeah. So going to drama school for three years was excellent for me. And I say me in particular because I don't think that that is the route for everybody. Yeah. But that really helped me to kind of um, develop confidence and very much so getting aligned with what my my spirit is telling me to go towards. Yeah. Um, and once I was anchored in that, I thought, okay, cool. Now I know what I need to do. I just need to... Um, slowly get there i need mm. to slowly keep reminding people of what they have <laughs> when mm. i walk into the room what they're buying into what then that they're gonna get their money's worth good do you know what i mean <laughs> and i think we all should think that that when we come into a space the space is being added to it's yeah. not being nothing's being taken away we are literally contributing to whatever said project will will be um so with these roles the last five or so years it's just been a journey of um really believing and sitting on the knowing mm. and my knowing is really strong and it has been for a, a you know a very long time but when you're in an industry that doesn't understand what knowing is yeah you, you know there's a lot of the questioning energy yeah could it really happen are you being realistic do you really want that i don't think they're looking for a black girl i mm. think you might be too tall i think they need someone slimmer you know all of those obvious things that the the things that we, you know, as black women just understand all too well. Yeah. Um, I think it's it was important for me to throw that away and just see that as noise. Yeah. Because yeah. it actually is noise. Definitely. It's none of my business what you think you want. I'm telling you that I can bring something to the table that is going to be worth your while. Yes. You either see that good for your business or you go with someone else and I know that with my type of alignment, I will just find something else that's going to make me happy. Definitely. Um, and it's education. Yeah. All of it's just been education for me, both as an artist, as a human, as a woman, just taking every opportunity and thought, okay, I know what to do next time now. This has been cool, but next time, I, I know how to come into the space. Love that. Yeah. Oh, come on, girl. You're teaching us today. <laughs> yeah. I love this. I love this. Well, Again, going on the roles that you've taken in the last few years, like you have clearly shown that you know your your worth, your strengths, and you're not afraid to go above and beyond because you're, you're a professional stunt woman at this point. Because yeah, <laughs> like, especially like with roles such as like you know um, the, the James Bond film, No Time to Die, you did ninja training and like with yeah. Woman King, the strength training was insane. Like yeah. I watched some of the behind the scenes was mesmerized. So um, what advice would you give to anyone who perhaps is going into a physical role? Mm. How do you prepare for that? Maybe that's mentally, spiritually, emotionally, how? Yeah, all of it, <laughs> all of it. Because those things can really try and break you down mm. because like our body, our bodies are capable of anything. Yeah. And especially women. We know internally we we are magic makers. Yeah. Um, so I think going into physical roles, it's important that you understand what your spiritual athleticism is. Okay. Because it's gonna take your mind somewhere that is gonna make you question everything. Yeah. And I think that, you know, if you take it as simple as I'm going to the gym and I'm going to do 20 minutes and then you end up maybe doing 15 and spending five minutes on your phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know them ones. Yeah, yeah, uh, been there. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. So um, 
I I like to I like to tell myself that it's it's my mind first because yeah. if that's in check, then my body will follow because my body knows exactly what to do always. And our bodies know we have these little like um, I guess red light alarm systems in our in our systems. Yeah. Um, and they're always bright and okay. they're always loud. And you know when something's not right, you know, just like when the child touches something hot, you know to pull your hand away. Yeah. The, the connections through our bodies are always there. So when it comes to physical work, I like to turn all of them on. Okay. Because if not, one, it's unsafe. Very true. <laughs> and you will have an injury. And I've been able to do all these years without injuries. Um, and also you really have to believe that you're capable of anything. Definitely. And that's why I kind of use this colloquialism of, you know, ninja training for no time to die. It weren't ninja training, <laughs> really. I it, it was real ninja training. I took it as ninja training because I felt like I was like climbing on the ceiling half the time. I was like, no, nah, I'm really just out here doing this. How? Um, <laughs> but like when I did um, my first physical role, Fast Girls. Mm, yes. Um, which thank you for mentioning. That's taking me way back. Um, I remember our trainers, um, Jeanette Quachi and Shani Anderson. Love Shout out to them. Um, they really put us through it, boy. Yeah. But I remember them saying your mind over matter has to be on point. Yes. You have to really believe that you can do absolutely anything in order for your body to just do it. Because imagine your body's running. Mm. Every time you're running on a treadmill and you're like, oh, I hate this. Oh, gosh, forget this, man. I just want to get off. Like, I've already done 30 seconds. 30 seconds is enough, man. What, what, what? <laughs> um, your body's still going all that time. True. So your body is always, it knows the coup. Very true. It's your mind that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you get that in check, I just think the stunts just came naturally. And then coupled with playing netball as a child. Yeah, <laughs> we have netball. such similar backgrounds. Oh, really? I did netball all through like kind of like the, you know, upper years of like primary school and then athletics all through my secondary school year. Yeah, I did both. Yeah. I did both. I love And that. even if you don't touch it again in your life, those are life skills. We learnt things. So much. Like teamwork. Teamwork, confidence you know, in yourself. Absolutely. Like, Holding your emotion because you know you can't do that on the court. <laughs> <laughs> well. Ah! <laughs> well. We Why did talk, they not catch a ball? We won't talk about the emotional struggles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, you've... Honestly, you've been such an inspiration to so many of us. And um, I've got to say, when you won the BAFTA Rising Star Award in 2022, your speech blew me away. We actually clipped mm. it up and put it on the mainstream page because oh, wow. we had to share it. Um, Queen Tings, first of all. <laughs> I love that Bookie said that to you. I know, on stage. <laughs> that brazen woman. I love her I so love much. That. Shout out to Bookie. And... You thanked your parents, your grandparents for, you know, being a part of the Windrush generation and bringing you here to the UK for their support, your team. Um, and what I loved especially was other women that came before you and laid the foundations, especially as a dark skinned woman. That mm -hmm. was so powerful. Mm. And a lot of our listeners are young black creatives as well. So what words of encouragement would you give or even guidance that they should know about the industry before they get in? Mm. <laughs> Listen, there's, I really wish there was a manual because we, we all need it. And it, the manual actually is turning into just talking. It's so good to talk and share because there's lessons everywhere. Um, really, really got to be firm on who you are, mm. who you are and what you represent. Even if it's just one thing, I represent I don't know, healthy eating, 
Okay, cool. So wherever you go, that's what's gonna that's what you're gonna lead with. Yeah. No matter what, you gotta stick to that because you're gonna meet a bunch of people who are gonna tell you, you know what? You should be like the f spokesperson for junk food. <laughs> I feel like that would be a really good look for you. I saw an opportunity the other day. How do you feel about it? If you're the guy to say, you know what, cool, I'm just gonna chuck healthy food and I'm gonna go to junk food. They've already got you. Yes. They've mm -hmm. got you. Your mind has to be straight. And that doesn't mean it can't change. Yeah. Because it will all the time. And maybe your aspirations change or, you know, you come into the industry thinking you're going to do one thing and then it changes to something else. Yeah. As long as you just are clear mentally on where you're going to sit within yourself for the next, I don't know, 10 years of your life. Yeah. Um, just to feel confident that, you can't be knocked around, knocked around or played with. Mm. Um, because like creativity is an emotional thing. Definitely. And you know, <laughs> you have people who aren't creative, moving in creative spaces, not knowing how to handle your heart. It's really important that you know how to protect your heart. Definitely. And in that, make sure your tribe is strong. Make sure the people around you are tight. Make sure it is airtight so that you know that when you're leaving the space, you're coming home to balance. Yeah. Really, really important. Without that, you're just flip-flopping around like a fish and I it's not that. pretty. I totally hear that. Thank mm. you for that. Um, so, of course, you've had loads of career highs. Is there a particular moment or role where you actually thought, I think I made it, you know, I made it in the mainstream? Um, you know what? Early on, before, you know maybe some of your listeners would know me from one thing or a couple of things before just rewind to way before that yeah when no one cared yeah <laughs> those were the things that i thought would be the thing okay. like a big play that i did that was really cool and that you know we promised to go to the west end and then it didn't oh yeah or like a show that i did and i was the lead and it's like it was fantastic we're gonna get season two and then it didn't yeah no one talked about it again it was those things that actually shaped me as a human being okay. in order to be be appreciative of the things that came after. So I would say that every project has, I guess Captain Marvel, it started Ooh, with Captain Marvel. That was a big one. Yeah, that was lie. a big one. That was the first big, 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 big one. Marvel Universe, I come know, on. Exactly, exactly. And I guess um, even more so because I fully, not alone, but I fully manifested that. Did you really? Yeah, I I had just, what had I just done? The thing that flopped, <laughs> oh. the, the show that I did that didn't happen. And then I packed up all my stuff. I was living at a friend's house at the time, like generally homeless, mm. put it all in storage, m went to LA. And I remember having like a meet up with the people from the show. No way. And um, we were all talking about, went around the table and asked like, what do we want? I said, I want to play a superhero this year. Like, I'm such a Marvel fan. I really, really want to get there. And I feel like I can because I've had some auditions yeah. over the years and, you know, sent in tapes and it never happened. And that's fine. But I just feel like it could. And about three weeks later, I got the audition for Captain Marvel. Three weeks. Mm. Your why has to be very strong for why you're in this. Wow. And then it can happen that way. But remember, it's like 10 plus years. Of, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> 10 plus years. That, but that's, yeah, that's powerful. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. so good. Mm. Well, I mean, clearly you've been manifesting some real good stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. This new role right here. Yeah. Huge milestone. I love seeing you play Rita Marley in One Love. So, um, 
I love that you insisted having to sit down and meet the Rita Bali. That's just, mm. it's, it's very important. I totally see that. Mm. Um, which she welcomed with open arms along with her family. So did she give you any advice about retelling her story, Bob's story? And was there anything you took away from that that you might even apply to your own life? Yeah. Um, when I met with her, I feel like, and I haven't asked her this, but I feel like we both went into it like armed with what we're going to do. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to tell her this, I have my list of questions, I'm mm. going to get my answers, I'll be respectful, she is absolutely my elder, mm. I'm Jamaican girl, Yes, you auntie. know, she is my Jamaican elder, <laughs> I'm coming in with respect and I'm just letting you know that I'm here for you, I'm here to protect yes. this thing. Um, and as soon as I walked in, uh, her daughter was there, Sharon, and took off my shoes and she went to you know see mom and came back after I'd gone to the toilet and she said I'm just gonna let you know that mom said she's so happy that you're here because she can see that you have the energy Oof. and I was like it was translated immediately I was like I know what that means yeah and no, she sees me she is seeing my spirit so that means that I have a duty to come and meet her on her level I have to meet her as spirit to spirit, energy to energy, and just sit and um, absorb this woman. Mm. So I put my questions away. My notebook did not leave my bag. I sat on the floor in front of her, crossed my legs, and I just, I just let her speak to me, to be honest. I, I found that that was the only way. She told me loads of little things here and there. None of them were my questions. Wow. But all of them were things that were imperative for me to be able to portray her in the most authentic way. So it was just things like memories of her, and, you know, her and Bob, her love for him, which when you mentioned his name, she just like, it's like a Christmas tree of lights inside her that just lights up. Oh, it kind of feels like his spirit is right next to her all the time um, when she's speaking of him, because it reminds me of interviews I've seen of hers when she said, don't say Bob's dead, he's not dead. Wow. He's very much so living. He's here every day, he's ever present, he's right here. I was like, I see it now. Mm. You you and this man have deep chats probably yeah. daily. <laughs> yeah. That's your mate. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They have many, many years of friendship. It's not just a marriage. It's like a different kind of love that I didn't quite understand until I met her. Mm. So the imparting and the I guess the lessons were just, were, they were energetic lessons. Mm. So I took that in playing her. But in answer to your question, I took that in just being me. Mm. Just being present and calm and being able to throw th the things away. You know, the things that just like get laid on top of us without yeah. our asking. Yeah. Um, I'm now I feel more equipped to just be. And I've been, you know, waiting many years for that point to land. <laughs> I've been trying very hard, but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. really hard to be like, okay, I can just let things pass me by and then see the deeper reason why something has happened. Mm. And that there's no bad things. There's just things. Woo! Yeah, that was a good talk you had. That I would have been on my hands and knees, just you know, Literally. when you're sitting like, nestled, taking yeah. in, taking yeah. it all in. That's I was very close to just like wanting to just touch her all the time. Been. Like, please, can you just give, give me, give me all of that? Just, yeah. but it's not. Also, I realize it's not about taking anything. That's hers. Mm. She's cultivated that on her own with time and poise and grace and all the things that we you know, know her to be. Yeah. That is hers. I am learning from that. I had the opportunity to just observe and be a student in her presence. Love that. And she deserves that man all the way.
Oof, I mm. love that so much. Mm. And um, I've got to say, the casting for One Love yeah. took me out. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know when you see your faves killing it as well. So seeing you play Rita, see Kingsley Benadir. Yeah. Woo, ciao. That man. He went in as Bob. Mm. Then we saw Michael Wood. Yes. Uh, uh, Tossing Cole. Yes. Anthony Welsh. Yes. Ooh, just to name a few. You yeah. guys are giving us black British excellence, which mm. I absolutely love. But I also really appreciate that you are having such an amazing journey at being able to represent Jamaica, but <sighs> also as a black British woman as well. Yeah. So how does it feel having this this honor to be in this film and represent in so many ways. Yeah, it's, you know what this, I first touched on this when we shot the first two weeks of No Time To Die in Jamaica. Um, oh. We were in Portland, I think, and me and my mum went down and I was like, mum, ain't this mad? You're like, you're from here. And now your daughter, who is born in the country that you, you know, was the land of opportunity for you back in the day, yeah. you know, is now bringing you back to celebrate your culture for you. Cause it's, it's my career, but it's, it's for us. Mm. It's very much so a shared experience. Yeah. So going back for, I think the last six weeks of, um, of One Love was, was beautiful in so many ways. Cause mm. we had a very similar crew that we did in No Time To Die. No way. Yeah, I recognize some of the ADs and the assistants and things. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is like literally returning home to family. Yes. It was really nice. And, you know, they'd gotten to learn me from afar over the mm. years. So it was like, how genuinely, how are you doing? Aww. And genuinely, I'm proud of you. So um, it was great. I brought my mum again. Yes. We chilled. <laughs> we ate. We ate. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. And we just... Um, you know, gave thanks and appreciation for the moment. Mm. And, um, you know, Mrs. Marley came down at one point. Sadella was there. Ziggy was there on set. We had their guidance. Um, Passers-by just come and seen us recreate these moments that some of their generation would have been there for. Definitely. You know, some random passers-by had stories on Bob. Um, and some of Bob's friends would be on set. Like we mm. had Neville Garrick, who is... Bob's best friend and art director. He was there guiding us all the way. Mm. So we were in such safe hands on Bob's land, the like land that. that built him and made him an artist and started his marriage and mm. where his children was. But like, it's just so much to gift back to him. It was the only way to do it, really. That's amazing. I'm mm. so happy to hear that. Okay, well, again, you in the cast. I'm sure y'all had a time together in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. So what was, or not just in Jamaica, because you actually filmed in London as well, a lot mm. of it as well. So what was the atmosphere on, on set for you all? It was nice, man. From rehearsals to set to after work, it was just vibes. Yeah. Real vibes. And we had a lot of Jamaican, I mean, the incredible British talent that you mentioned, of course, but we also had Jamaican talent. Yes. We had some of the sons of the real musicians um, from I the Wailers. I didn't know that. That were in the band, the band members that you see, some of whom are their sons. Amazing. So, um, and we have incredible vocalists and incredible, you know, sound people. Like, it was just vibes. And I think that um, after a, a while set in the pace, everyone on set kind of realized what their assignment was. And it's not just for Kingsley or me mm. or the cast or the director. It's for everyone from 
assistance to ADs, to heads of department, your energy's got to be on point. Yeah. This is no joke. Yeah. You know, we're here representing something that is way bigger than us. Mm. And I understand what that is. But if we understand what that is, then we're going to leave something really remarkable in the world. So um, it was vibes. It was, <laughs> I don't even know, it's just vibes. And you get, a, listen, a, a group of black people in a cast. It's gonna, it's gonna be vibes. Good times. Good times at all times. I love that. And again, I feel, I feel that it's such a powerful story to share because mm -hmm. we're really tapping into the creative process of how one of the most, like, you know, historic albums from the reggae community came about, Exodus. And... Mm -hmm. We're seeing the joy in that, but we're seeing the political and social issues that were happening in Jamaica as well. So why do you think it's important for this this film and this story to be shared? Um, I think there's lack of understanding, to be honest, about Jamaica, about that political time, mm. about jo Bob's journey. There's so much that is, um, I guess, a misconception or a kind of, I don't want to say a myth, but there's so much that Bob experienced and endured and Mrs. Marley and the whole family that we even as a culture don't understand. Very true. And it's only watching Kingsley's portrayal and upon our research and just hearing stories from um, the children that we really got to grips with just how much they had to withstand and then still be an example for the world yeah and the the one like beacon of hope for the community yeah coming from where he did and and creating the life that he did was almost impossible yeah um so i really enjoy the fact that we didn't do a, a cradle to grave as they call it story we focused on this very poignant time whereby you can see the different uh sides of jamaica also you can see it in uproar. Yes. And then you can see the beauty of it. Yeah. And that's one thing. I mean, Jamaica's never represented anywhere, like just about. We've yeah. had a few films here and there that, you know, have it in there. And sometimes they're Jamaican films. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But on a global level, no. So to be able to have different parts of the film where you're not romanticizing Jamaica, you are literally just saying, this was a political time that we need to discuss. It is an education for the globe, but also... It's still a holiday destination. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Me and my husband are looking at flights, you know. Go, go there. I, are moments there. I where watched the film and yeah. said, I think we need to go to Jamaica, you know. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, let's go. His family's from there. He's oh, like, Let's wow. go. Yeah. He's like, You want to go? Let's go. Yeah, man. Honestly, <laughs> see, look what it's done already. Already. People are going to watch and do that. I knew that would happen. I'm so happy. I'm so happy just being in on one of the hills. I'll with, take it. You know, with a palm tree and a coconut tree and a nice patty in your hands. Yes. <laughs> Let me do that. 2024 summer. It's going to be me. Tell your husband. <laughs> well, you are a joy to be around in general. Thank but you. But also just seeing you thrive and shine, especially in this film, is incredible. So... I want everyone to make sure they see it on mm. the 14th of February. Spread that one love. Yeah. But also, what can they expect? What do you say they should expect? Um, a fresh perspective on someone you thought you knew. Ooh, I like that. I think. Because it's a, for me, it's been an education just watching the film. Yeah. Thinking, this is how people of that stature in the public eye must feel. I'm minding my own business, doing my thing in my career, in my household or whatever, me and my family going about our business. And then there's a bunch of people in the public that think 
this is what my life is. Very true. I feel like Bob and the Whalers and the whole family had some experiences that were worthy of telling. Mm. We're telling them, but we're also being respectful for the, to the family. So, you know, we're keeping some things for them, but we're also gifting the world the, the clarity of um, a legend and an icon having a, a real life that gave him the chance to give you the songs that he did. Exactly. They didn't just come from nowhere. They came from a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, and a lot of things that um, he had to shield especially towards the end of his physical life on this earth before his transition. So um, I, I don't like to tell audiences what to think. Mm. I like to get their organic response. But you can you can definitely learn a new Bob mm. in this. The kind of one love, one heart Bob that the globe know, <laughs> swaying their arms in the air. Um, you're going to be able to break that down and get more perspective and more um, texture to your already understanding. Love that. That is a perfect, uh, that's exactly what I felt watching it. So oh, good. that's a great, great roundup of it. And um, finally, just because this is the mainstream, we always like to give tips for anyone trying to break into the mainstream. So uh, mm. do you have anything for us, Lashana? <sighs> Where's the scroll? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> um, so, so many things, um, some of which I've mentioned, but um, just talk, just talk to people, man. Ask questions, interrogate everything, watch everything. Don't pay attention to any fluff that you see because the fluff that you see is probably not real. Mm. Instagram is not real, everybody. <laughs> okay, real straight. The clothes that I'm wearing right now talking to you, they are not mine. But you look, you always look good. Thank you and I appreciate that. <laughs> but I wear pajamas and tracksuits and trainers daily, okay? I don't wear shoes really. Like just really remember how superficial things are. Yeah. And really go into what the meaning of things are. Like art's created for meaning and, and purpose and, and passion and for the world to remember your little bit of legacy. So like, what do you want to leave here? It doesn't have to be big, mm. but it has to be something. Ooh, yeah. girl. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Thank you so much for joining us on the mainstream. How can they follow you, keep up to date and... I have one platform, <laughs> at Lashana Lynch on Instagram. It may go one day, but for now, it is still there. Check it out because I'm always getting my style inspo from this girl. You look good. <laughs> Looking good all the time. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mainstream Podcast with me, Ramel London. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review on Apple and Spotify and follow us at The Mainstream UK and at Ramel underscore London. <laughs>